Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, good evening. It's good to have you with us today on Practical Prepping Podcast. And today's topic is the top 10 item categories for female preppers. Now, guys, I think I can check out on this one, but this is something that we need to be aware of for a number of reasons. We need to be stocking some of these items for our wives and for our daughters and for our girlfriends, but also for barter. But now before we get into the categories for female preppers, let's talk about a couple of announcements that we have here. One, on this Friday's episode, we have an interview with Mike Shelby from Forward Observer. And if you're concerned with what's going on in the world today, you don't want to miss this episode. Also, don't forget that we've added a blog to the website where we can post things that come up between episodes like we did for the terrorism alert for the malls near D.C. this weekend. You can also post comments there as well. We also have the Practical Prepping Facebook page. Yes, we do. And we received a very nice message this week from one of our podcast listeners who just wanted to offer some comments of encouragement and thanks for the knowledgeable information and very useful tips that we always bring along the way when we do our podcast. And, you know, we don't tout ourselves as the be-all, end-all experts. We're learning every day just like you are, but we are learning from a variety of sources, but we don't mind sharing all of that information with you. And we certainly appreciate that support or the support of that listener, and as we appreciate all of our supporters. Now, if you would like to support the podcast, here's some ways that you can do that. You can look on our website and click on the banner for the Amazon affiliate. If you're doing Amazon shopping and you're going to spend that money with Amazon just like I do, if you would click on that banner, that links to our group. And we do receive a small commission for your attention that way. You're not paying for using us as an affiliate. You're doing your regular shopping as usual. But if you'll do it through our Amazon affiliate banner, we would certainly appreciate that very much. You can also buy us a cup of coffee, and I'm drinking a cup right now. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep, and your support helps our podcast. And I want to throw a little shout-out for a new coffee that Krista has found, and it is called Police Coffee, and it's available at policecoffee.com. And today I am drinking the Back the Blue blend. Try saying that real fast. That is hard to say. I drank the Operator blend this past week, and it's a very bold coffee. But we just wanted to make that shout out because we are enjoying our police coffee. You can also purchase one of our books, which can be found through that Amazon affiliate, Practical Prepping for Everyday People, and also Making Contact During Emergencies. You can link from our website, on Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Another way that you can support the podcast is to check out our sponsors. And if you need their products, please support them. We do business with every sponsor. We know them. We trust them or we wouldn't recommend them if we didn't. 
This episode sponsors our ProLine Designs. They are the builders of websites, including ours, and they also offer website hosting. You know, in today's business climate, if you have a business, you need a website. It doesn't matter if you're a single-person provider of services like landscaping or painting or plumbing. You need a website. You need ProLine Designs. Our second sponsor is Practical Prepping for Everyday People, a common-sense guide on prepping for life's emergencies. It's a great book if you're new to prepping or if you want to go to the next level. We're going to get into our topic for today, and I'm just going to sit back and let Krista take this because she knows a lot about being a woman, and she knows a lot about prepping. Okay, thanks, Mark. You just enjoy that coffee, and you let me take it from here. All right, ladies, I'm just going to really focus attention on us girls here today because I've been a female prepper for uh, several years now and I've learned some things I'll share along with you and I've been doing some reading as well and I want to do a shout out to the Prepper Blogs which is a group that I discovered on Pinterest and I am borrowing from some of their lead on the top 10 categories that female preppers really need to pay attention to. I think that just because we lack the body strength or the stamina and endurance of a man it doesn't mean that we can't be an adequate and very insightful prepper. I think if God didn't give us the physical strength, he certainly gave us the mental capability. I mean, come on, let's face it, girls. We are a lot smarter than the guys. We can admit it. They know it. We know it. We all know it. So, oh, you're supposed to be drinking your coffee. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I'm back. So, Ladies, whenever there's like a normal emergency or one of those SHTF situations, or even if it's if we get to the end of the world as we know it, we ladies, we females have unique needs and concerns. Like I said, we don't necessarily have all that body strength and all that stamina and endurance, but we have smarts, we have abilities, we have emotional strength, and we have good old common sense, and we can use all of those things to our benefit. So we're just going to jump right in there, and I'm just going to be real talk. I'm primarily addressing mature and adult ladies, and all of us understand where we are there. So one of the very first things we have to think about are the sanitary feminine products. Now, there's some gals out there that still have use for these things. Now, I'm of the group of ladies that bad that for uh, farewell some time ago. I don't have to purchase sanitary feminine products, but plenty of our female preppers do. So you have to keep in mind that when you're stockpiling things like food and water, you've also got to think about stockpiling the things you need for your sanitary feminine needs throughout the months as they go. So also, while you're thinking about that, you've also got to think about your birth control products and your birth control processes. And there's many different forms that that can take. I do know that there are some women who will, frankly, go and purchase condoms to have on hand when they need them to provide. And also, you've got to talk to your doctor about if you're able to purchase a long-term storage for birth control pills or some of those estrogen patches. You might need to have a discussion with your doctor about diaphragms. Uh, IUDs is a little bit of a different situation because that requires a doctor's care for the insertion and removal of IUDs. So you've got to give some thought to your birth control plan if you're in a situation where you cannot get to a doctor for, let's say, 6 to 12 months. So be thinking about that. 
Second thing you need to think about are the good-fitting clothes and shoes. Now, ladies, we know that from a fashion standpoint, we are often put into clothes and shoes that are not exactly comfortable. But when you're dealing with a survival situation or being practical, you've got to think about comfortable clothing. Now, this doesn't have to be fashionable. It does not matter what you look like if you're in an emergency prepper situation. If you've got sweatpants, blue jeans, flannel shirts, t-shirts, tennis shoes, workman boots, lumberman boots, the kinds of things that are going to be necessary if you had to walk several miles or if you had to stay warm in a cold winter's day. Think about what type of clothing and shoes would be the most practical for you to have on hand. Now, the third and likely one of the most important issues that faces females, whether you're a prepper or not, and that is self-defense. And you've got to think about multiple items and multiple processes for defending yourself. Some females out there, including myself, are very comfortable working with and training with firearms. If that is of interest to you, find a trainer, find a place where you can be trained correctly with the use, the care, the maintenance of firearms. But there are other things that you can consider, things like pepper spray. Pepper spray is available for sale in many, many different outlets. Also, a thing called a tactical pen. Tactical pens are actually useful not only as a pen, but you can actually use them as a weapon. You may want to consider knives. We've talked about knives a lot on our podcast, but ladies, there's no reason why you shouldn't carry one, except in cases where you are prohibited from doing so, for example, through an airport, on an airplane, on the school grounds, things like that. Be aware of the local ordinances, but otherwise, carry a knife or maybe a multi-tool that has knives in it, because you'll know how to use knives, and you'll need to have something like that available sometime. You could also carry a taser or a stun gun. Uh, Stun guns are... Very practical for use. If you don't want to use lethal force, you could use non-lethal force, and certainly a stun gun could do that. I know of some females that are also becoming very proficient in martial arts, even mixed martial arts. We know that there are martial arts academies, groups, gymnasiums, places like that where you can go and train as a group or train individually to do hand-to-hand combat to defend yourself. You can also purchase these uh, sonic devices that either emit a very strong siren or a a clicking type sound, which can disable and disarm a would-be attacker. Look into that. There are also some flashlights that have a strobing effect. We do know that law enforcement often uses a strobing effect because it can disable and confuse a would-be attacker, particularly at close range. So do give that some thought. The next item would be utensils in terms of like cooking and eating. You've got to have something available to eat with and something to put your food on. So using wooden cooking spoons, maybe stainless steel utensils, cook knives, ladles, utensils to dine with. We're talking forks, spoons, knives, knife sharpeners, rolling pins, spatulas, whisks dish towels, pot holders, bakeware. Basically, the types of things that you would use in a normal everyday kitchen, you've got to think about how you would use these normal everyday things and can you keep a stash ready to bug out with if you needed to. Give that some thought. Do some what-if scenarios in your mind. And while we're thinking about eating and food, let's talk about cookware. 
this will be the fifth one on the list is the cast iron. Cast iron is so versatile. You can use it in your house. You can use it out on the campfire. It is a very ancient form of cookware. It's been with us hundreds of years and obviously is built to last for hundreds more. Learn how to cook with cast iron. Learn how to take care of cast iron and you will have it to give to your grandchildren and they can give it to their grandchildren. The number six on our list would be sewing. Anything involving clothing repair, buttons, sewing, hems, patching holes, any type of clothing repair or even making clothes that you could do as a hand sewing. If you had no electricity, do you have the sewing skills to put fabric together and make clothing? And for those of you who also know how to knit and crochet, first let me say I'm very jealous because I never learned how to do any of that and I so want to learn. So that might just be on my little bucket list is learn how to knit and crochet. But for those of you that do that, that enjoy that and you do create your own sweaters and blankets and baby booties and what have you, you've got an extremely great skill because this is not only a bartering skill, you'll be able to clothe yourself and your family and friends. So when you're able to do knitting and crocheting, remember that if you're prepping, as you've got prepper skills, you've also got to stockpile the items needed to make those. So you've got to start stockpiling some yarn goods and all of the needles and the implements needed to go with knitting and crocheting. Number seven on the list is canning and preserving food. Something that those of you that are listening to me right now are very skilled at. Some of you have been doing this all of your lives. You didn't even realize you were prepping when you were canning up that summer harvest. But being able to can food, put it in jars, preserve food, dry food, these types of things are an extremely good skill. And it's not just that women do this. Men can do this too. I know several men that do canning and preserving of food. A lot of them specialize. Uh, Some will do fruits. Some do pickles. Some do jerky. Any of those things are, are edible and important. So if you can do any canning and preserving, do it. Number eight on the list would be a toolbox. Believe it or not, my mother gave me a girl's toolbox back when I was in college. I mean, this was over 44 years ago, and this box is actually pink, you know, because it's it's a girl's toolbox. Um, And so in it are all the things that I would need, a hammer and nails and pliers and saws and wrenches, and it's just as cute as it can be. But, you know, I have gone to that toolbox well over 500 times in those past 44 years to be able to utilize tools. You don't have to have a pink toolbox, but if you'll start preparing a toolbox and become familiar with how to use things like the screwdrivers and the pliers and the wrenches and the nuts and the bolts and the nails and the tacks and the hammers and all of those types of things, there's no reason in the world why you can't learn to use these tools. This is not just a man's world on that. Ladies, I can tell you that There were several years that I was single, and if I needed a nail hammered, I'd had to hammer that nail myself. And if I needed a wrench, and if I needed pliers, well, I just learned how to use my own. And so, ladies, get you a toolbox. Learn how to use the tools that you're putting in there. Buy the ones that fit your hand. You know, don't just willy-nilly buy tools because some of these tools are made for big old man hands. And if you've got delicate little petite hands, you may need to buy tools that are designed for the smaller hand and they do make those. 
Number nine on my list is think about your transportation. If you have a vehicle and you're in an emergency situation and it's safe for you to be able to drive somewhere, make sure that you keep your vehicle in good maintenance and good working order. You can take your vehicle to the oil change place or if you've got the mechanicing skills and several of you ladies do, you can change your own oil and dispose of that oil safely. Make sure you've got a good working battery. Make sure your headlights are bright. If they're not bright, get them restored. There are ways to do that. Make sure that you keep a full tank of gas. Maybe even adopt the rule that I've adopted that I learned from my husband that when it gets down to halfway, go ahead and fill it back up. We now consider half as empty and we like to keep no less than half of a tank. And if it gets there, it's time to go fuel up. Ladies, you also may want to be thinking about storing some gasoline as well. So listen to some of our other podcasts about gasoline storage. And last but not least at all on the list, probably the most important thing you can do as a prepper, and that is store yourself some water. Learn how to store water properly, correctly. We have a number of podcasts on that very topic. And also learn how to purify water. You can find the old-fashioned ways of the boiling water. There's also some drip filter type apparatus that you can build, and you can also use a Sawyer Mini or a Life Straw. These are a couple of things that can actually be placed on top of a drinking water bottle and will instantly purify water that you are drinking. So just to recap very quickly, the top 10 item categories for the female prepper. Number one, sanitary and feminine products. Number two, good fitting clothes and shoes. Number three, weapons and self-defense. Number four, utensils. Number five, cast iron cookware. Number six, sewing and handwork. Number seven, canning and preserving food. Number eight, toolbox. Number nine, your transportation. And number 10, water purification and storage. That's a great list of things that you've put together. And we certainly appreciate the prepper blogs and you being able to pull that off of Pinterest and get some ideas from that and add some more things to it. And you covered a few things I haven't thought about and even that we haven't discussed in the past. Okay, let's close out with our scripture for today. That comes from Proverbs chapter 30, verse 25. Ants are not strong, but they prepare their food in the summer. By preparing their food in the summer, they have food to go through the winter. We need to take a lesson from the ant and be storing up food for us to use in lean times. Anything else that you would like to add today? Well, I'm just proud and thankful for our prepper listeners, both male and female. And ladies, I hope that you learned something and are able to tuck something away in your mind that we talked to, that I talked about today. And please give us your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Certainly would. And we certainly thank our sponsors for today. And that is Jim Curtis Knives and ProLine Designs. Go look at their Facebook page. Go look at their website. And if you can do business with these guys, please do. That helps support the program. And we'll see you next time. If you find value in our podcast, would you consider supporting us by buying us a cup of coffee? You can do that by going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash practicalprep. Your support helps us keep the podcast up and running as well as growing. We have a few things in the planning stages, and your support will really help make those things happen. And we thank you so kindly.
Thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't done this already, go ahead and click the subscribe button so you'll never miss one of our episodes and share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.